This morning we invite you to the book of James, chapter 1. The book of James, chapter 1. We're going to be reading the first 18 verses for your hearing this morning. James, chapter 1, beginning with verse number 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, one in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as a flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass. And the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses. This morning we want to continue on with a study of the book of James. Last week we began the study and we covered the first verse in the chapter of the book uh, last week. Uh, we took note of the author uh, who is named James here, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. We noticed that there are many Jameses uh, that are spoken of in Scripture, but seemingly uh, James, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, is the one who is the writer of this epistle and we uh, went over some of the thoughts as to why uh, last week you note that he says he begins the letter James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ and then he gives the recipients to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad 12 tribes which are scattered abroad this of course has reference to that of Israel 
uh, and uh, that of the 12 tribes, uh, which of course would be Jews. So James here, he's writing to Jews. Uh, They are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we would uh, point this out by just making mention of James chapter 2, verse 1, where uh, James writes, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. These ones to whom James was writing to were Jewish believers. Jewish believers in Jesus uh, Christ. And then last of all, as we noted last week, uh, the greeting, uh, which is simply greeting or be glad, be, be joyful, is the meaning of the actual word here. Now, this morning we read quite a few verses here because uh, they kind of go together in that of a, a section. This morning we want to draw your attention in particular to that of the very next verse here. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. Our subject this morning is trials and temptations. Trials and temptations. And we... Uh, titled the message this because in actuality uh, in the section here James does deal with that of trials and he deals with that of what we would call temptations now the word temptation is a uh, word that on the norm we probably associate with that of being that of a temptation to do that which is evil or that which is wrong. But actually, as we begin our study here today, we're going to take note of the very fact that the actual word here in our text, in verse 2, it is translated temptation, but the actual Greek word there, that it implies, or it has, it has actually two meanings to it. And those two meanings, they speak of that of testings on the outside and testings that are internal. Testings which are internal. Now you say, Brother Steve, what do you mean by that? Testings on the outside are things that happen to us on the outside. Testings on the inside have to do with that of our internal beings. Being. It's that temptation that we normally uh, think of when we think of the word temptation. That of the tempting to do that of evil. We would begin this morning by saying that life, life has its difficulties. None of us are going to deny that fact. From the crib to the grave, we experience that of trouble. 
book of Job, we're told, although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Later on in Job chapter 14, verse 1, it reads, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and of full of trouble. Wherever you go, whoever it might be, they would acknowledge that life, it has troubles. Some of those troubles are bitter pills to swallow. There's pain and sickness. There's poverty. Financial hardships. Betrayals by that of very close friends. Family members. Perhaps persecution, etc. We go on. None are exempt from that of these hardships and others that could be listed. And then there are those temptations or testings that, of course, has to do with us internally. James writes about those temptations a little bit further on down in the passage. You note down in verse number 13 that James writes, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. These testings have to do with that of the internal being, our internal beings. Yeah, there's things on the outside that, of course, go along with that of these internal testings. Tempting us. We're tempted to do things that we ought not to do. So there's those trials that are basically general trials, which are things that would be on the outside. And then there's those trials or temptations, testings that are on that of the inside. Now this morning... We want to focus in on what James tells us in particular, verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. My brethren, the audience that James writes to here is that of my brethren. We would ask the question, brethren in what way? Or another way, in what manner? 
And first we would say to you, brethren, according to the flesh. We said in the beginning that we believe that James, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, is the writer of this epistle here. And so we know that James was a Jew. He was one who the Lord revealed Himself to after that of His resurrection. And it would seem that He came to that of belief in that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, Jewish brethren, as we noted back up in verse 1, James addresses the letter to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, which of course refers us to Israel, uh, the nation of Israel, which are the Jews. So first and foremost, as James speaks here, as he writes here, he addresses the audience he is addressing those who are that of brethren according to the flesh. He's referring to that of Jews here, as we noted back up in verse 1, that have been scattered. He said the twelve tribes which are scattered. Now, we know that Jews were scattered upon at least two times. Two times, as we look back in that of the history of the Jewish people, probably more. But in particular, I'm speaking of that of the scattering of the Jews when they went into captivity. Both that of the northern kingdom or, or the northern Jew, Jewish people and that of the southern Jewish people. They were pulled out of that of the land that God had given to them uh, and many of them were taken into captivity and others, uh, they were left in the lands and, and they were scattered out throughout the lands and, and other lands. But also there was a scattering that we read of in the book of Acts chapter 8 upon that of the persecution that came about upon that of the Jewish church. When Stephen was persecuted. And the Jewish church was scattered. In 1 Peter, Peter writes... We'll turn there, First Peter chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Peter was the apostle to the Jews, and as he penned his letter, he penned his letter to that of Jewish believers that were scattered in that of these providences. James here is addressing, he's writing to those who are Jewish believers that have been scattered. Scattered to that of foreign lands and nations as a result of their, their belief in the Lord Jesus. And we already know from that of the book of Acts chapter 2 that there were already Jewish individuals in other nations because they came to Jerusalem for that of the day of Pentecost. And if you read there very closely, you'll find 
uh, that these Jewish people that came from various other nations. So the audience here that James addresses is that of his Jewish brethren according to the flesh. But we would go another step further and we would say to you that not only are they Jewish brethren according to the flesh, but they are also Jewish brethren in the Lord. Being born again of the same grace, belonging to the same family, the household of faith, having the same father, being all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And we've already made known that the evidence of this is found back found in chapter 2, verse 1. And it's in this sense, in this sense, brethren in the Lord, that this epistle, that not only can we say that it's for that of those Jewish brethren in the Lord, but as we would come down to that of our day and time, beloved, it's for us also. It's for us also. We are brethren in the Lord. Whether we be Jew or Gentile, uh, if we are believers in Jesus Christ, we are brethren in the Lord. <coughs> Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 29, these words, For you're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. So in that of Paul's day, the world, uh, the world was broken up into two groups, that of Jews and Gentiles. Today we have all, all kinds of different uh, breakups of that of the uh, people here upon the earth. But what I would say to you, beloved, whether one be a Jew or a Gentile, or whether one uh, skin is, is one color and, and, and another skin has skin of another color, if we're believers in Jesus Christ, we are brethren in the Lord. We're the children of God. Spurgeon wrote on this text, he said, James calls the converted among the twelve tribes his brethren. Christianity has a great uniting power. It both discovers and creates relationships among the sons of men. It reminds us of the ties of nature and binds us with the bonds of grace. Everyone that is born of the Spirit of God is brother to every other that is born of the same Spirit. Well, may we be called brethren, for we are redeemed by one blood. We are partakers of the same life. We feed upon the same heavenly food. We are united to the same living head. We seek the same ends. We love the same Father. We are heirs of the same promises. And we shall dwell forever together in the same heaven. Wherefore, let brotherly love continue. Let us love one another with a pure heart fervently and manifest that love, not in word only, but in deed and in truth. Whatever brotherhood may be a sham, let the brotherhood of believers be the most real thing beneath the stars. My brethren, 
how this should have drawn these ones to whom this letter was addressed to and went to, to that of its writer. As he calls them this. And not only in that sense, but then as he goes on to speak of that of trials, and beloved, these ones to whom James is writing to, they were going through that of trials and temptations. And so he draws them into that of fellowship and that of making them understand we're companions together. We're in this together. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Count it all joy. This is the main statement here. Count it all joy. Count is the verb. Count it all joy. The word count has two meanings and it dep depends upon the context uh, which is found in that it applies. It can mean to be in a supervisory capacity to lead or to guide. Or it can mean to engage in an intellectual process to think, to consider, or to regard and it's this last meaning that it is given to that of the actual Greek word that I believe that we can safely say is found here in that of our text. When James calls upon that of the brethren to count, he's calling upon them to think, to consider. Consider what? Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Count it all joy. The word joy means the experience of gladness. It's used in Philippians chapter 2, verse 29. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Now as we come back to our text, and uh, we look at that meaning uh, in light of that of what Paul wrote there in Philippians, I believe we can kind of get an idea of that of what James here is saying. Receive that one with gladness, with joy. Well, James here is telling us with regards to that of temptations. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. Now, you might ask the question, and this is a legit question, how? How, how can I count all joy, count it all joy, when I would fall into temptation? Why would I want to count it all joy when I fall into temptations? That statement there in our text 
when you fall into diverse temptations, that word when, it modifies that of the actual verb there. My brethren, count. Count when? When you fall into diverse temptations. Count. Consider when? When you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy, James said. So James here, he's calling up upon that of these ones who are experiencing that of temptations, who find themselves falling into temptations, and he's telling them to consider, to evaluate, and to be glad. That sounds strange, doesn't it? That sounds strange. The Greek word translated when here is a conjunction and it actually means whenever. Whenever. It can, be, it can be translated when or whenever. Whenever you fall into temptations. Before we get any further, let's just, let's just, go, let's just go immediately to that word temptation. What is James speaking of here when he speaks of temptation? Is he speaking of that of temptation as far as temptation to sin? That's one meaning of the word. It can be. Or is he speaking of temptation with regards to that of those difficulties of life? Perhaps what James goes on to speak of and to describe as in verse number 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith. And you say, well, how, how can the trying of one's faith be that of a temptation? When we think of it as that of a test. The trying, the testing of your faith. Now just recently we preached from that of the book of Hebrews. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's alright. And when we did, we focused in on that of one particular character, and his name was Abraham. And we're told that by faith, Abraham offered up his only son, Isaac, or in the book of Genesis chapter 22, we read, that the, it says that the Lord did tempt Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. We pointed out to you that the word tempt there had nothing to do with that of God tempting Abraham to sin, sin, but it was out of a testing of Abraham. And beloved, that's what James here is speaking of here. He's speaking of that of a testing and it's a testing of one's faith. And beloved, as we think of that of the testing, it can be many things. It can be sickness. It can be that of pain. It can be that of financial problems. As we said, 
They can be that of people problems. That will test or try our faith. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. He's not talking about temptation to sin. Here immediately. You'll speak of that later on as we've already pointed out down in verses 13, 14, and 15. James here is writing about that of testings on the outside. Count it all joy. How, how can I do that? Why would I want to do that? Well, we would say to you, beloved, for the worldling, we're not going to. And what I mean by the worldling is, is, is those who know not the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't understand something. And what they don't understand, beloved, is, is, is the very fact that the Lord, He's in control of all things. And the things that come into that of our lives, they're brought there for that of a purpose. And especially those of us who are the children of God. Did you know the trials that you're facing today? Or that you've faced in the past? The beloved, they came to you. And beloved, they were ones, beloved, that entered into your life. And it was all according to that of God's purpose. God's we'll go to Romans chapter 8 if you'll turn there with us Romans chapter 8 Paul here he is writing to the saints at Rome and in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 you probably know it by heart Paul writes and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. All things, beloved, those all things consist of not only that of good things as we would say, but it also includes that of those things that we would look upon that are not so good, those things that we would look upon as being that of the hardships of life. And God brings them into that of our life and He does it for that of a purpose. Note what He said. goes on to say in verse 3 and we'll back up in just a minute. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Beloved, verse number 3 is a part of verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. James, as he begins this letter, he calls upon them to count all count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. That is the testing of your faith. 
Beloved, the one who is a child of God, the one who knows the Lord, he, he or she knows, beloved, that the Lord, that He is guiding them and working in that of their life to bring about whereby that they might be conformed to that of His dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Those testings, those trials that come into our life, beloved, they're for a purpose. And the ultimate purpose is that we might be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we might be like Him. And beloved, it's in that light by that of trusting in the Lord, by that of believing, beloved, what God has revealed in His Word that we can as James commands or exhorts here to count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. So these temptations are testings that James speaks of here immediately. And they're the trying of our faith. Not the temptation to sin. Know what else he tells us about that of these temptations. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall. When you fall. The word fall there has the idea of to encounter. To encounter. And beloved, how, how true that is. As we walk through life, we do encounter that of trials. We do encounter that of testings, difficulties, hardships. And beloved, as the children of God, God has allowed these things, brought these things into our life for that purpose that we might be conformed to His dear Son, the Lord Jesus. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall in to divers temptations when or whenever you fall into divers what does divers mean the actual Greek word means various it can mean manifold it speaks of the kind of temptations how that there there's many of them divers Temptations. A weaver, when he weaves a garment, or she weaves a garment, she weaves, weaves that garment with that of different colors, most likely. And on the one side, it doesn't look so pretty because that's where the weaver has done that of their weaving and tying and different things. But on the other side, that is where the beauty is. Above the Lord. He does the same thing with us and His people. He's doing the very same thing. It's a process whereby He is bringing us, conforming us to that of His dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. What type of attitude should we have as the children of God when we face the trials? We're called upon to have joy, gladness. How? By knowing what realization that the Lord is working in our life. And that we need to trust Him. And beloved, that the end result is going to be beautiful. Even though we may not realize it at the time. I don't know what's going on in your life today. Perhaps you are going through that testing. James says, count it on joy. If you're a child of God, count it on joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. Alright. Let us stand and on the back of your bulletin we have an old hymn. message this morning has been on that of trials and temptations. Could we just say that any of you who would be here that had never come to faith in Jesus Christ, we would bid you to trust Him to your own hope as a Verily, verily, I say unto you, Oh, what a Savior that He died for me. From condemnation He has made me free. He that believeth on the Son, said He, hath everlasting life. Father, we do pray for your people uh, here and then around the world uh, 
uh, many under great trial and um, temptation. Father, we do pray that you would uh, guard and protect them, that you'd provide for them. Uh, Lord, may your perfect work uh, of conforming uh, each one to the image of Christ Jesus be done according to thy will. Father, forgive us where we fail thee. Uh, Lord, bless us now as we part. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.